Hello and welcome to Connect Points podcast and sermon archives. If you'd like to learn more about our church, please go online to our website at connectpointupc.com or follow us on our Facebook page. Thank you very much and I hope you enjoy this week's message. God bless. Step becomes a leap. Amen. When your step becomes a leap. I, I wasn't alive when, when um, America made its way to the moon. In 1961, President John Kennedy announced his initiative to go to the moon. And then he delivered that speech to, initially to a joint Congress. Then he gave his famous moon speech to, to, um, to America for it to hear. And initiated the goal and the um, plan to go to the moon within the decade. And over the next eight years, billions of dollars were spent. Obviously, that came with many setbacks, delays, problems they had to find solutions for, even missions to outer space, um, training missions. Three lives were lost in training missions. And it took about eight years, but, but on July the 20th, 1969, the Apollo 11 mission and that lunar module with two men inside landed on the surface of the moon. Those two men, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, were inside that lunar module. And as Mr. Armstrong climbed out of that lunar module and stepped on the surface of the moon, his words came back to the command center in Houston, Texas, and said, which is now such a great phrase that has went down in history, when he said, this is one small step for man and one giant leap for mankind. And obviously, again, that phrase was recorded and cemented in history, and we've all heard it, no doubt. And from that moment, from that moment, uh, that step that Mr. Armstrong took became a leap. It set in motion so many things in our world that we are still even reaping the benefits today. From that step that they took, things began to Open. Things began to move. Things began to happen. And that initial step that they took, uh, that symbolic step that they took, they even had no way of knowing the ramifications of what was going to come from that initial step. From that step, from going to the moon, uh, we've, we've, we've gotten polymer from, and then heat-resistant fabrics and materials come from that step. Cordless devices that you enjoy, your, your cordless drill you like, and your cordless shaver you like, they, all that come from going to the moon. Breathing devices came from going to the moon. MRIs are a result of going to the moon. Retractable roofs and stadiums come from going to the moon. Nike Air tennis shoes came from going to the moon. Solar panels are a result of going to the moon. The integrated circuit, or better known, the chip, came from going 
to the moon. Filtration systems, which now people get the benefits of dialysis, that, that initiated in going to the moon. So it's not a stretch at all when he said, this is one small step for man, but it's one giant leap for man." kind. Amen. Steps are so important. How many know steps are important? Because when you take a step, that step opens the door for other things to take place in your life. Steps are a symbol of of progress. They're a symbol not only of a progress, they're a symbol of a process. Amen. My wife and I, we've got a little park down the road from our home, and from time to time when we're feeling motivated, we'll jump in the car and run down to the park and, and walk the trail. And, and, and we got a little deal I put on my belt. It's a step counter. And if you don't have that, if you've got a smartphone, you can use your smartphone. I know a lot of you do that. You may have your Fitbit or whatever, but you got the step counter. And when we go walk, you know, before we ever get out and start walking, one of us is going to say, well, get that step counter going. Because we're not going to do it if we don't have the step counter. We're going to, we got to have proof that we did it. We got to know how many steps we took. And so when we get back from walking, we, when we get in the vehicle, we ask one another, well, how many steps did we get? And we look at the step count where we got this many steps. And, and we're, man, you know, that's progress. We're, I mean, if we can keep that up, we'll be doing all right. And so uh, steps are a representation of progress. They also represent a process. Amen. How many ever bought something, but it didn't come the way you wanted it? There were steps involved before you could get the final product, a piece of furniture or something else. And, and when you opened it up and dumped the contents out, you got the directions. And, and if the pieces are there, but to get it in place, you had to go through the steps. And it was a process to go through the steps to get there. The Bible, if I can move quickly now, is full of steps. And steps are all through the scripture even back in the Old Testament when the tabernacle was built and the priest went in to offer sacrifices for the people to put their sins ahead they just didn't walk in any time any place any way to do that job there were steps involved that they had to go through to get to that place to get to that desired haven amen in the book of Psalms from Psalms 120 to Psalms 134 this is called the song of degrees or the song of ascents. It's 15 chapters and, and there's variations of beliefs, but many people think it's directly related to the 15 steps that go to the temple. And as the Levites would go up to the temple to minister, that each step correlated with one of these psalms and they would stop on each step and they would rehearse one of these psalms on their way to the temple and these songs of degrees or really they're called in some ways the song of steps or going up amen and when they quoted these psalms on one step and then they went to another step and rehearsed the other psalm and they would say something like this the first step would say in my distress I cried unto the Lord and he heard me and they would go ahead and quote the rest of that chapter then they would take another step because they're headed to the temple and they would say I will lift up mine eyes unto the hill from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. They would take another step and they would say, I was glad when they said 
unto me. Let us go unto the house of the Lord. And then they would take another step and they would say, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, I'm going somewhere. I'm headed somewhere. I've got a destination in mind. And they would take another step and they would say, except the Lord build the house. They that labor in vain that build it. And the final step, the step 15 in the last song of degree, they would say how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. I didn't come this far to stop. No, sir. I've got another step in front of me, and I'm going to take that step, and God's going to turn it into a leap in my life. Amen. And I just feel today on this Sunday morning that God has placed a step in front of some men and women here today. And he said, you have no way of knowing. But if you take that step, I will put things in motion in your life. I will open doors. I will get things started. Things that you have no idea. Things that you don't even know. But if you take that step, I will turn that step into a leap. Come on, somebody, anybody believe what I'm saying? God, I'm just taking one small step, but you can take my small step and you can do the supernatural. You can do the imaginable with my step. Somebody say amen. Here they are in John chapter 5. This was my text. In John chapter 5, there was there was that... Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool. And the Bible said in the Hebrew tongue it was named Bethesda and it had five porches around it. And in these porches, the scripture says they lay a great multitude of, of impotent folk, folk that were filled with maladies and sickness and disease and afflictions. The Bible said of blind and halt and withered. And the scripture said they're waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Then, first after the troubling of the water, whosoever then first after troubling the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease that he had. When the water became troubled, of all the multitudes of people, on those porches of all kind of maladies and afflictions and issues, the first one that stepped into that pool. The Bible said, whosoever then first stepped in. In other words, man, whosoever. That's a, that's a broad word right there. I mean, you are painting with a broad brush when you say whosoever. Matter of fact, uh, I would say here today that there's a lot of whosoever's here. Matter of fact, if you're a whosoever, would you raise your hand right now if you're a whosoever? Yeah, that means I don't care what color hair you have. I don't care if you're man or woman, boy or girl. I don't care if you're rich or poor. I don't care if you're old or young. I don't care what kind of car you drove up in. I don't care what kind of house you live in. I don't care what kind of tie you got on or what kind of dress you got on. Everybody here is a whosoever. And that's how God operates. He operates with whosoever's. He doesn't compartmentalize. He has no respecter of persons. Jesus says, okay, if any man... 
Okay, if whosoever. Okay, if anybody. That's the way God operates, and that's how he's operating here today. Whosoever. I don't care who you are, where you come from, what your name is. Whosoever. If you're a whosoever, would you clap your hands right now? That means if I take a step, I'm going to get it because I am a whosoever. <laughs> whosoever stepped in, I'm not going to be long here today, God willing. Whosoever stepped in, now it, it, it gets better. Whosoever stepped in first was made whole, the Bible said, of whatsoever. Boy, that's a broad brush. I'm talking about if you, if you take that step, whosoever is going to be made whole of whatsoever. In other words, I don't care who you are or what you got, but if you give me a step, if you take a step, I don't care who you are and I don't care what you represent, I'll turn your step into a leap. I don't care if you're a whosoever. I don't care what your name is. I don't care where you come from. I don't care where you live. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what's in your past. I don't care what's in front of you. If you're a whosoever, and if you got a whatsoever, I don't care if it's a, if it's a sickness. I don't care if it's a cancer. I don't care if it's a mental trouble. I don't care if it's a pain or regret or a family issue or something. You don't know what, whatsoever. If you got a whatsoever and you're a whosoever, then if you give me a step, is there any whosoever's here today that's got any whatsoever's in your life? And you say, God, I'm a whosoever, and I'm going to get my whatsoever, and I'm going to bring it to this altar, and I'm going to give you a step, and I'm going to let you turn it into a leap. Somebody say amen. He said, whosoever, God, whatsoever, if you stepped in first, you was going to be made whole. Now, all God required of them, they didn't have to fill out an application. They didn't have a background check. They didn't have to, they didn't have to run a search on their taxes and let the IRS go through all their bank accounts. None of that. It was just all you're required to do is take the step. I don't care who you are, what you represent. But if, if, if you're the one that steps in that pool, all you got to do is take the step. But when you take the step, get ready. Because that step is going to turn into something bigger than just a mere two and a half feet into water because there's a supernatural moving of the spirit connected to this step. 
I know to you it's just two and a half feet or three feet and the normal step to an average adult is that. It's about two and a half to three feet. So a step to us is minor. It's just something we can do. It's something that a responsibility that I can take upon my shoulders. God's not asking for much. God's not asking for me to have all the answers, all the solutions to the hard problems of life. God says, I got all that. I just need from you a step. And if you'll step into that water, you may have an issue, but when you step in, it's going to be gone, and you're going to be whole, and it's going to turn into a leap. Somebody shout yes. yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of off the cuff now just a little bit. My wife, some time ago, we were at our home church that we based out of. This, this lady came, came to church, and, and I, I could try to describe her to you, but I wouldn't be able to do it justly. She was a picture of what sin does in people's lives. And you can fill in the blanks, and if you can think it, it probably was represented in her life. Broken, very broken. Life in million pieces, shattered. Hopeless, at least from her standpoint and the devil's standpoint. But she came to the house of God. She came and she asked God to forgive her of her sins. My wife said, I'm going to go get her. I'm going to pick her up and I'm going to take her to the little fast food joint. We're going to find us a corner and I'm going to get her a Bible study. My wife started that on Thursday mornings. And she'd go pick her up and find out where she was staying. And she went and got her and bring her back to the little hamburger joint and went to the corner and gave her Bible study. And the next week, she was baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of her sins. And my wife kept that up. She went and got her again and brought her back. And, and this is just an example. This ain't even in my notes. It's just an example that comes to mind. I think, I think the Lord wants me to share here. And, and initially, she came back, and God filled her with the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And my wife would go get her again on Thursday. It's like every Thursday, she would just tell my wife, she, you ain't going to believe. You believe what God's doing for me. I mean, a life that is broken, hopeless, wretched. But as she began to take that step, things began to be set in motion. And, and all of a sudden... It's every week my wife would come and say, well, this is what God did for her today or this week. And, and she would come back. She would say, um, Sister Cheryl, I, uh, guess what happened this week? Well, what happened? I got a job. Well, that ain't big to you. But for somebody that's living in that life, to be employed is a big deal, you know. So she said, I got a job. That's awesome. My wife said, that. you just keep on living for God. Keep on taking that step. You watch what God will do for you. She went and got her the next week and come back the next week, picked her up, took her to the hamburger joint. You ain't going to believe what, what God did for me this week. What did what, what, what God do for you? I got my own apartment. I got privacy now. I got my own apartment. Well, just keep on taking that step. You watch what God's going to unfold for you. You just watch God. 
Go and got her the next week and come back. Or she went to get her. She said, well, well I ain't going to need you to pick me up no more. Because you know what God did for me this week? I got a car. I got a job. I got a home. I got a car. I got an awesome God. I can never imagine me being in that point again. I just took a step and God began to turn it into a leap. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost on Sunday morning. You know what God is saying? All you need, brothers, a step. All you need, sisters, a step. And I can turn that step into a leap for you. You may be seated. I hasten here. She went and got her the next week or met her the next week. And she there in the corner of the hamburger joints and got her Bible out. She said, you ain't going to believe what happened this week. Well, tell me. I'm, I'm prepared now. She said, Cheryl, you're not going to believe what happened this week. Well, I'm ready. Tell me. She said, Cheryl. She said, I got kids. She said, you know how long it's been since I've seen my kids? She said, I hadn't seen them in years. She said, would you believe that I got to see my kids for the first time in years this week? Would you clap your hands to the Lord here today? Hallelujah. You may be seated. My two boys, and I'm coming to a close here. I mean, when they were babies, little tykes crawling around, rolling to get where they wanted to go. You know what I'm talking about, those of you that have kids. One of them never crawled. He rode or scooted everywhere he wanted to go. But you remember those moments that they would get old enough and figure out if I grab a hold of this couch, I can pull up. This is cool. I can pull up. And then they pull up, and you see them start pulling up, and you're like, 
about to happen. And then they're standing there and they get the courage to let go. And they start that little balancing act. Trying to figure out what's going on here. Grab it and they may fall down again and they'll go through that for a little bit. What do you do when they get to that point as a mom and dad? You don't come to them and say, don't be doing that. That's the wrong thing to do. That's dangerous. We don't do that. No. You get there and with their inexperience and with all of their wobbling around and lack of balance and understanding, you get in front of them. And you're like, come on. Come to daddy. You could do it. And the daddy wants to be the first one that gets him to take the step. And the mama wants to be the first one to get him to take the step. You can do it. And if they don't come, you'll get a toy and dangle the toy. Come on, come on and get it. Come on and get it. Come on. And you want them. What are you looking for? What are you wanting out of them? You want one step. That's all you want. Because you know, if they ever take that one step, you know, they don't know, but you know what that one step's going to turn into. It's go, when they take that step, it's done. That step is going to begin to open so many other avenues and possibilities in their life that they'll never know without taking that one initial step. Come on, you can do it. You can do it. You're looking for one step. You're not looking for them to run a marathon. You're not looking for them to run around the house. You're not looking for them to turn somersaults. You know, even after that step, you're going to have to catch them and they're going to fall into your, but you don't care. All you want is a step. And when you get that step, even though they fall into your arms trying to take it, you happy as all get out. You pick them up, put them on your hip. Call somebody. Take them to church. Well, guess what my kid did? He took a step. Ain't trying to brag, but probably got a genius on my hands here. But I know yours took a step, but just the way mine took a step was just something special about his step that let me know he's got greatness in him. Just the way he did it was awesome. It was off the charts. This child's going to be amazing. I'm, yours is all right, but mine's going to be awesome. Just the way he stepped. That's all you was looking for was that step. You know what I believe? God is here today. And he's saying, I don't even care if while you're taking the step, you fall into my arms taking it. It's fine. Because all I want from you is a step. And I'll take that step. I'll do things through that step that will blow your mind. Well, I don't know if I should get baptized, preacher. 
Yeah, well, think about it. Think about all the things you've done in your life that everywhere you go, you drag with you. Think about every sin or transgression, mistake, fault, and failure. Everything you've done up to this point, everywhere you go, you're pulling it with you. It's a weight on you. It's a part of you, and you can't get rid of it until you take a step. Until you say, you know what? I want a preacher to get me and get me in that water and put me down in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of my sins. You know what happens when you take that step? It's just a step to me, but God takes the step and he takes every sin, every transgression, every iniquity, and he detaches it from your life and he washes it away and he makes you clean and he makes you whole. And you come up again and you're washed and you're clean and you're whole by the blood of Jesus Christ. I can't do that, but I can take a step and he'll turn that step into a leap. I don't know if I need the Holy Ghost, preacher. I, I feel like I felt God before. Well, that's awesome. But brother, when you get the Holy Ghost, oh, Lord, when you get the Holy Ghost, my Lord, when you get the Holy Ghost, the Bible said that it's joy unspeakable and it's full of glory. The Holy Ghost is not meat nor drink, but it's righteousness and it's peace and it's joy in the Holy Ghost. When you get the Holy Ghost, God said, I'm going to open this door of righteousness. I'm going to open this door of joy. I'm going to open this door of peace. When you get the Holy Ghost, it sets things in motion. It opens doors in your life. It's only a step for me, but it's a leap in God. We'll say this and we're going to come to a close. When you repent of your sins and you come to God and you say, Lord, and I would say, if you've never repented of your sins, you need to do that. That's the starting point. Ask God for forgiveness of all of your sins. Watch what happens. Watch as this unfolds. Because this is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This is the plan of salvation repentance and baptism being filled with the Holy Ghost it's symbolic to his death and burial and resurrection and we do the same thing we die we're buried in water and we come up again and God revives us and raises us up through the power of the Holy Ghost watch what happens to us when I come to Jesus and I repent of my sins the Bible said old things are passed away P-A-S-S-E-D not P-A-S-T, not in your past, but P-A-S-S-E-D, past, as in, I'm not trying to be crude here or uncouth, but if you ever ask about somebody and somebody said, well, they've passed, that means they're gone. They've crossed the threshold. They're dead. The Bible said old things, they're past. Well, somebody said, well, what about this life? Well, it passed. What about that life you used to live? Well, I, we had its funeral a while back and it passed and it's gone now. 
Well, who are you? Well, I'm a new creature in Christ. I don't know, but the old man, he passed. He's dead. He's gone. When you come to God and you ask God to forgive you of your sins, the Bible said repentance. Repentance is for forgiveness of sins. Now, the word repentance means to to make an about face. You ever heard that before? It means to turn around. It means if you're going this way and you repent, you make an about face and you turn around. That's what repentance does. Repentance changes your present lifestyle. When you sincerely repent, you just don't, it's not just words, but it's a lifestyle change. You, you begin to change your life. You begin to turn around. Repentance changes your present life. He forgives you of your sins. They're not gone. They're just forgiven. Then you take the next step and you go to water and you're buried with Christ in baptism. You're not only now forgiven of your sins, now you have remission of your sins. Now they are washed away. So watch now. Now that I've repented, my present life's changed. Now that I take another step and I'm baptized, my past is changed. And all the sins are gone. So repentance and baptism changes my present and my past. But then I've been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And my soul that's been dead and bound by sin and God revives my soul and he fills me with his spirit and he quickens me and he raises me up. Now that I've repented, that changes my present. I've been baptized. That changes my past. And I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. That changes my future. And if you leave one of them out, there's a part of you that's unchanged. That's why when you take that step, you're changed past and present and future. Old things are passed away and all things become new in your life. Would you stand with me here today? Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I just, I can't overstate what I feel, the witness of the Spirit of the Lord that I feel here today. The touch of heaven and the desire from heaven urging somebody if you give me a step I'll take that step and I'll set things in motion in your life that you cannot imagine would you bow your head with me right now Thank you for listening to our podcast this week. We hope you enjoyed this message. Remember, if you would like to find out more information about our church or to contact us, please go online at connectpointupc.com. And also, don't forget to subscribe in your podcast app so you will be automatically notified of new episodes. Thank you, and we hope you have a great week.